0: an opportunity to hear your word holy spirit move amongst us holy spirit we welcome you in our presence you said they went about preaching the lord helping them following them and confirming the word with signs and with wonders we pray lord that this afternoon You will follow your word with signs and with wonders. We pray, Lord, this afternoon, you will follow your word with healings, with deliverance, confirming your word in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Spirit of God, for your presence amongst us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands for Jesus and please sit on top of your enemies. Wonderful. Well, this afternoon, Uh I want to talk about the mysteries of prayer. Uh The mysteries Uh of prayer. Uh Amen. Do you like it? Uh Wonderful. I think um, I've been talking a lot about prayers lately, and today I want to talk to you about prayer. Amen. Uh Now, prayer is an important aspect of every Christian's life. Amen? Amen. And especially in the times that we live in, prayer has become even more important than it has ever been. Hallelujah. You know, I just took a short trip to someplace and occasionally I'm watching TV and on TV, national TV, There are a lot of advertisements and so many channels and many of these channels, they advertise about witchcraft, they advertise if you need some form of evil powers, you need powers for money, there's all kinds of things. There are um, occult, there are witchcraft activities, someone who is willing to offer you some type of evil power to do things and these are all on national TV and I was amazed. I was amazed that all these things are now in the open and you can see that the end times are really here. Amen. And you know there was um, an occasion where I heard of um, a child, a young child who was at school. They were in school and I, um, there was, um, the, they live on campus, and one of the, one of the children, uh, well, someone lost her money. Someone lost her money. And um, then they were looking for the money in the, um, the dormitory, or in the place, the hostel, where they live. And one of the children, or uh, uh, one of the children, well, they, was, they said, "Well, when you left?" There were just the two of us that were left in the room and then I left and it was just left with this person and I didn't see anything about the money so this was the person who was there. She was the last person that was there so evidently then they have to go and ask that person. So the implication was that she probably may have been the one that has taken the money, I mean by implication and she was angry And apparently, the one who said, I left the room, now suddenly, is gone blind. She's gone blind, and when they investigated, when they asked what is happening to her eyes, they went to doctors, they couldn't find out what the cause was, they didn't understand why. Then the girl who was left in the room said, I poked her eyes in the spirit, Because she falsely accused me. And I poked her eyes in the spirit. And they said, you must be joking. (laughs) Why do you talk like that? You can't do that. She says, I did. (laughs) I poked her eyes in the spirit. And she would never see. And so now they took this child to places and all kinds of things. And then they took her to... They are pastors, and they gathered around her and mounted a warfare and prayed and prayed and prayed, and she saw. Wow. Wow. You know, <laughs> evil powers, but prayers, prayers are what counteract evil powers. Amen. 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 Not doctors. Amen. Amen. Not medicine. Hallelujah. So prayer is a very important aspect of a Christian life. Amen. Amen. Parents ought to pray for their children when they are in school. You ought to pray for your children. Hallelujah. You see, someone said that it is more important to know how to pray than to have a college degree. It is more important to know how to pray than to have a college degree. Amen. You see, you will not understand that. But, you see, there are so many things that are important in life. What are some of the important things in life? Isn't it important to have education? Yes. Yes, it's important to have education. It's important to have money. It's important to have a good career. It's important to have a good marriage, to have a good wife, or to have a good husband. It's important to have good children. Isn't that so? It's important to have a large church, to have church growth. All of these things are important, but a good prayer life is most important. To have a good prayer life is very, very important that you also have a good prayer life. Hallelujah. It means you cannot treat any of all these other important things in life more than you treat prayers, you cannot let your career overcome your prayer life. You cannot let your, 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 your marriage or your business of raising your children overcome your prayer life. You cannot let your work, the tiredness of your work, rise up and overcome your prayer life. Amen. It is important to have a good prayer life. Hallelujah. You see, one thing that you must understand is that the spiritual realm is a very real thing. The spiritual realm is a very real thing. Your life as a Christian, your life, any person, is being governed by the physical realm And the spiritual realm. And it is very true. Hallelujah. And you see, the fact that you cannot see the spiritual realm doesn't mean that it does not exist. The fact that you cannot see the spiritual realm. Amen. The fact that you cannot see the spiritual realm does not mean that it has no effect on you. The fact that you cannot feel it does not mean that it has no effect on you. It has effect on you. Amen. In fact, the things that we cannot see in this world, the things that the physical eye cannot see, they have stronger effect and more effect than the things we can see. Have you not realized that? Yes. They have stronger effect on our lives than the things we can see. Amen. Amen. You see, the fact that you cannot see your brain and you see your face, you know, does not mean that, you know, you can treat your face with all importance, buy so much for your face, treat your hair with all importance, treat your skin with all importance. Anyone who does that and ignores the brain because you can't see it, you pay dearly for that. Or oh, you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. Yes. You pay dearly. People who spend so much and polishing their face and ignoring the brain realize at the end that you are paying very dearly for it. Hallelujah. So the things that we don't see, they have stronger effect on our lives than even the things we can see. You know, microorganisms like bacteria which are not visible to the naked eye, have very strong effects on our lives. Amen. Amen. They have very strong effects on our health issues. Now, the fact that you cannot see bacteria and you can't see it and you can't feel them, does not mean that they don't have effect on your lives. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? you know, and you realize that You know, you can see big things like you can get into a car accident. And for that reason, you may take defensive driving lessons, you know, and be cautious in driving. And you drive with care. You don't speed. You don't overspeed. You are careful in negotiating bends and so on and so forth. You know, the fact that, you know, you take care when you go to a construction site, you know, you see that there are metals and all kinds of things that can fall on your head and kill you. For that reason, you wear a helmet and you wear strong boots and things like that. And you neglect bacteria because, you know, you can't see them and they don't seem to have any importance. And you touch things and you don't wash your hands. Those things can kill you. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? They have very strong effects on you. And that is how we are, that we protect the things that we can see. We pay so much attention at the things that we can see. We build and we are, we are undercover that the rain doesn't fall on us, that the, um, the sun does not shine on you and all kinds of things. You are careful about certain things because you see them. And you neglect such things as the microorganisms, but they also, whether you see them or not, whether you believe in their existence. Have you ever seen a bacteria before? You have not. That does not mean that bacteria cannot kill you because you don't believe that they exist. You don't believe that they are any powerful things because you cannot see them. Amen. And it's the same thing with the spiritual realm. It's the same thing. The things in the spirit, they have stronger effects on your life than the physical. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Demons and evil spirits and witchcrafts and powers of darkness and all kinds of evil things, they are real things in the spiritual realm. Angels and the Holy Spirit and the power of God and all kinds of heavenly beings are also in the spiritual realm. Now, we must be aware of all of these because they have effect on our lives. They play a role on our lives. Hallelujah. And it's an inevitable part of our lives Whether we see them, whether we believe it or not, they have effects on our lives. Hallelujah. Now, the power that God has given us to control the realm of the spirit is the power of prayer. Hallelujah. Prayer is how we overcome in the realm of the spirit. Prayer is how we become victorious in the realm of the spirit. Amen. Amen. Here we don't fight in the physical. We don't fight battles physically. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We don't fight physically. Because you see, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, the weapons of what we are fighting with are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. There are strongholds in the spiritual realm that are holding you, that are controlling you. Hallelujah. You see. There's places where, you know, when they catch a witch, when they know that somebody is a witch, they beat the witch. Have you heard that before? They say, this woman is a witch. This man is a witch or wizard. And they beat the witch. They will beat you. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Or when you, when you, you, we don't beat witches. You don't beat witches. You beat a witch. Or when you find out that someone is a witch, you know that this person, this lady, I think that I heard that she's a witch. You say, I don't talk to her anymore. We don't handle witches like that, that I don't talk to you, you know, because you are a witch. You don't talk to your witch, so what? (laughs) Or you will not eat the witch, you are a witch, so I won't eat your food. The not. You see, though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. That's you don't eat. You don't eat. You are a Christian. You war in the spirit. The weapons of your warfare they are not carnal. So you say, I won't eat your food because you are a witch. Some of you don't go to your hometowns. You don't go to your hometowns because you're afraid that they are witches. Some of you don't want to see your grandmother because you think she's a witch. You know, one time Bishop Ogo was sharing a story. He said there was a young man who wanted to travel. And he struggled and struggled. He wanted to travel outside of the country. And he struggled and struggled. And finally... A door was opened unto him. And then he traveled out. In fact, he went to Canada. He said precisely. And when he was leaving, he didn't tell any of his family members. Because he was afraid they were witches and wizards. And they were going to do something to prevent him from... So he didn't tell anyone. And then he left. So when he left... He got to the place. He settled and, you know, he met friends. They took him places and then one day, you know, he was having a good time and nobody knew where he was. He wouldn't call. He wouldn't text. He wouldn't write. Nobody knew and so he was having a good time. So one day they were having a party by a poolside and all his friends they they were around. They were dancing and drinking and eating and Swimming in the pool, and so he decided, you know, to join. So, you know, he was also having fun, very happy. And then he dived in the pool, he dived in the pool, and he was swimming, you know, swimming. And after a while, they couldn't see him, they couldn't see him. So he was just having fun, but they could now. Where is he? Everybody was, oh, he probably is just somewhere, but they couldn't find him. Now he lost consciousness, and then when he woke up, he was back home in Ghana, where he came from, in his hometown. (laughs) He says, "What? In his swimming, no suit, no suitcase, nothing." in his swimming costume by the by the by the beach in his hometown where he comes from (laughs) you have no idea he says you 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 go you won't tell us okay now come and tell us (laughs) come and tell us where you have been Amen. So prayer is very important. Now one of the things you must know about prayer is that it is a mysterious thing. Prayer is very mysterious. And the reason why it is mysterious is because it is our means of communication with a mysterious God. That is why prayer is mysterious. Hallelujah. God is mysterious. And there is nothing that you and I can do about it. God is a mysterious God. You can't understand his ways and there is nothing that we can do about it. And this is largely the reason why many people don't pray. This is the reason why many people don't pray because they cannot accept the fact that prayer is mysterious. Amen. Yes. They cannot accept the fact and you can't see how it works. You cannot analyze how it works. And so it makes it difficult for a lot of people to pray. But prayer is mysterious and it's a communication with a mysterious God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we must adjust ourselves. We must adjust ourselves to relate with God in prayer. To communicate with God in prayer. And that is why I want us to learn about the mysteries of prayer so that we can embrace prayer and utilize it to our benefits. Amen. We must adjust ourselves. God is a mysterious God, and He's not going to adjust Himself for you. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? He is all powerful, and He's not going to adjust Himself for you. You have to adjust yourself to be able to tap into His power. You know, when I traveled just yes, last trip that I went on, I was at an airport in this country, and my phone was dying. You know, my phone had few, I mean, number of, um, is it power or percentage of power, and it would die. You know, and then I had the power charger. In fact, I have one of the best power chargers. You know, my power charge, when I connect it, in a few minutes, it charges it. And when it's done charging, it stops. It doesn't charge anymore. You see a light, and you go, I paid much for it. (laughs) I paid for it. Amen. So I had it with me, and then I'm going about all around the airport to find a place where I can connect my my charger to my phone. I have hooked it to my phone, and I'm looking for the power socket to connect it. And each power socket that I go, my charger doesn't fit in. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And then I see my phone power going down and going down and going down, and I have my power source, the charger, and I see the power, but I can't tap into it. What I needed was an adapter. I needed an adapter that can connect to the power source and then hook mine to it, and all the immediately I found an adapter, come and see my phone, quickly, quickly with my charger, bringing back the power. Hallelujah. That is how God is. That is how mysterious. God is mysterious. And you need to adjust yourself and agree with what he calls prayers and how he relates to prayers. Adjust yourself. And if you are able to adjust yourself and connect it, you will see the power of God that will come into your life. (laughs) Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So we must adjust ourselves in order to be able to relate with this mysterious God through the power source of prayer. Amen. So I want us to look at some of the mysteries of prayer. Number one, it seems that God is limited. This is the first mystery. It seems that God is limited. Or restricted to do only what we ask. It seems that God is limited or restricted to do only what we ask. Do you get it? It seems God will not act unless we pray. That is the first mystery. And I want to show you something in this scripture in Genesis chapter 20 and verse number 1 in the New Living Translation, if you will, please. Genesis chapter 20 and verse number 1. Genesis chapter 20 verse 1. It says, Abraham moved south to the Negev and lived for a while between Kadesh and Shaw. And then he moved on to Gerar. While living there as a foreigner, Abraham introduced his wife Sarah by saying, She is my sister. So King Abimelech of Gerar sent for Sarah. And had her brought to him at his palace. This is someone's wife. But the husband says, it's my sister. And she was a very beautiful woman. So the king sent for the sister of the man. Which was the wife of the man. And they brought her. He says, Abraham introduced his wife. And that night, verse 3. And that night, are you with me? Yes. God came to Abimelech in a dream and told him, you are a dead man. For that woman you have taken is already married. Amen. You see, this is a man who is active, has seen a beautiful woman, sees that the woman is attractive, has sent for the woman and whatever he wants to do, he's prepared himself Resting, whatever. And God comes to him in the spirit and says, you are a dead man. Amen. Amen. So you see, many people who have slept with other peoples, this is Abimelech, the king, in the spirit realm. The Bible says he's dead in the spirit realm. So there are people whose death sentence has been pronounced in the spirit realm. I am saying whether you like it or not, the effect of the spirit realm is upon your life. It affects you as strong as death. So, this Abimelech was dead, but in the physical, he seems to be alive. He seems to be going, doing his things, ruling the nation, but he's dead in the spirit. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So many people who have slept with other people's wives or you have slept with other people's husbands or probably, you are probably dead in the spirit. But you are walking around in the physical. (laughs) We see you, nice makeup, nice jacket, nice suit, broad chested, you know, six packs. But you are dead. You are a dead man walking because of what you have done in the past, because you are sleeping with someone's wife or you are sleeping with someone's husband, God is saying you are dead in the spirit. Amen. Many people's lives are like that. And so nothing works. Nothing works for them. They don't seem to have anything successful, they are living a dead life. Is somebody understanding what I, I'm sharing with you? So you need to go to God in prayer for forgiveness and reversal of your death sentence. And even you also, who also made up your mind, you made up your mind to sleep with someone's wife. You made up your mind to sleep with someone's husband. And you were just getting ready and something happened. Something, somebody knocked the door or something happened and it didn't happen. You see that God was delivering you. You are but only a dead man. Almost. So verse 4. Verse 4. It says, But Abimelech had not slept with her yet. You see. God, yes. Intervene. So sometimes you think that, oh, the pastor stopped you. The pastor disturbed you. Maybe some of you, you were probably in the act and you receive a phone call from me. And almost, and then you stop. You don't know that God was intervening. And you are angry at me. Say, this reverend, why this time? Wrong timing, wrong timing. Or oh, you don't understand the word of God. So he says, but Abimelech had not slept with her yet. So he said, Lord, will you destroy an innocent nation? Didn't Abraham tell me she is my sister? And she herself said, yes, he is my brother. I acted in complete innocence. My hands are clean. Amen. Some of you are telling you are delivered because your hands are clean. In the dream, God responded, Yes, I know you are innocent. That is why I kept you from sinning against me and why I did not let you touch her. Say amen. Say thank you, reverend. Reverend. (laughs) Don't be angry with me. Now listen to this. Now, return the woman to her husband. And he will pray for you, for he is a prophet. Then you will live. He says, now return the woman to her husband, and he will pray for you, for he is a prophet. Then you will live. But if you don't return her to him, you can be sure that you and all your people will die. Amen. So you see here, in this story, we see that God will not do anything until we pray. Amen. Amen. You need God in prayer to intervene in your death sentence. Hallelujah. You see, this is a man who almost committed a sin. And God comes to him. God comes to Abimelech. And the all-powerful God can save Abimelech. But he says to him, you need Abraham to ask me in prayer before I can save you. You are a dead man. You need Abraham to pray to me. Who is Abraham going to pray to? And God is with the man. God has come to the man. But he says, Abraham, go to Abraham and let him pray. Let him pray, then I can save you. Hallelujah. So you can see that God had intentions to save Abimelech, but he will not do anything until Abraham prayed to him. That is a mystery. It seems God is limited by our prayers. It seems God cannot do much unless we pray. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? It seems God is limited by your prayers. God is very much aware of the death sentence that is upon Abimelech. And he pronounces it. He says, you are but a dead man. You are but a dead man. And God cannot do anything until Abraham prayed. God needed Abraham to pray before he can save Abimelech. Hallelujah. God knows what you are going through. I say God knows what you are going through. He knows what you need. And he knows exactly what to do. But he's limited by your prayer. He's limited by your prayer. God knows the exact thing that can possibly happen to you. God knows that as you sit in the car and you start it, he knows ahead of time the accident that is ahead. But he needs you to pray in order for him to deliver you. Hallelujah. He knows what you are waiting for. He knows what you are looking for. And it is waiting until you pray. God knows your needs. But he's waiting until you pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's waiting. He knows you need a job. He knows you need a promotion. God knows that you need a good wife. He knows you need a good husband. God knows you need a child. God knows that you have lack of money and you need money. He knows that. He knows it. He knows that you need a house. He knows that you need a new car. The way your car is now, he knows you need a new one. But he is waiting. He is waiting. He is waiting until you pray. He says your father in heaven knows that you have need of such things. You have need. Hallelujah. So those of you who don't like prayers. A lot of the things that you need from God, they are on hold. They are waiting until you rise up to pray. Until you rise up to pray. Hallelujah. You say you don't like prayers. You wouldn't join the prayer meeting. You wouldn't come for the prayer meeting. But you need so much from God. There are so many things that you need from God. They are on hold. They are waiting until the day you rise up to ask him. Why? Why? Why does God make it like that? If you know what I need, if you know what to do, why don't you just do it? That is a mystery. And I cannot explain to you. I cannot tell you why. You need to adjust yourself like the power source, like the adapter, and plug yourself into the power of God. And then you will experience the power of God. Hallelujah. God is mysterious. This is mysterious. The creator of the heaven and the earth. He knows what to do. But he cannot act until you pray. He cannot do much. He said, send, go to Abraham and ask him to pray. He's a prophet, He's a prophet and I will deliver you. You see, this must stir me up. This must stir me up and compel me to rise up, enter into my closet, and go on my knees and pray. Because I know that what I need is waiting until I pray. Amen. Amen. That must stir you up to rise up at dawn and say I will join the prayer meeting because what I need is on hold until I also rise up and join them to pray. Amen. Amen. So many people don't like prayer. You don't like to pray. But there are so many things that are on hold. God is waiting. God is waiting. He will not do anything until you pray. Amen. Amen. How many of you can appreciate the mysterious nature of God and prayer? Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. Are you there? He says, for I know. This is God. He says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. He knows. He knows the plans. He knows exactly where he wants to bring you. He knows exactly what to do for you. Nancy, God says, I know the plans that I have for you. Jesse, God knows exactly his plans concerning you. He says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. They are plans for good and not for disaster. God has plans for you, my sister. God has plans for you. My sister, what's your name? Donna. God has plans for your life, Donna. He knows your name. He knows exactly who you are. And he says, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. I'm not speaking. I didn't write this. He says, there are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Amen. Amen. To give you a future and a hope. Verse 12. He says, in those days. When you pray, when you pray, Mabel, he says, in those days, when you pray, in those times, when you are conscious of my plans for you, when you, when you want the plans that I have for you to come into existence, he says, in those days, when you pray, I will listen. So he seems, Janet, he seems to know what to do for you. He seems to have good plans for your life. He seems to have good future for you. He seems to want to establish you. He says, I know the plans that I have concerning you. But in those days, when you pray, when you pray, I will listen. The next verse. He says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. If you look for me, you will find me. And then he says, I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity. Your captivity of poverty is about to be ended. I see men and women in the church rising up in prayer. I see your captivity being ended because you are rising up in prayer to ask the Lord. He says, I have plans to end your captivity. Captivity of poverty. Captivity of singlehood. Captivity of depression. Captivity of heaviness. He says, I know. Captivity of sicknesses. I know. And I'm set to deliver you. He says, I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. Some of you have lost certain fortunes. You see, you don't even know that you have lost it because you have never experienced it. But the enemy has stolen them from you. And he says, I will restore your fortunes when you rise up to pray. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody clap for the Lord. Amen. He's not a wicked God. So you say, I have served God and I have served God and I have not seen this. He's waiting for you to pray. He's waiting for you now to develop a prayer life. See, there's so much, so many plans that I have concerning you. And they are good plans. Good plans. Hallelujah. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 36. Ezekiel chapter 36. i read from the King James Version. It says, Thus saith the Lord God, I will yet for this, say for this, I will yet for this be inquired of. I will yet for this be asked, be inquired of by the house of Israel to do it for them. For you. To do it for you. Not for anyone. To do it for you. To be inquired. To be asked. To do it for you. He says, I will yet. I will yet. You see, he knows what to do cannot God do anything he wants he can do anything he wants but he's limited by your prayers jackie god is limited he's waiting until you pray he said that said the lord god because the enemy had said please are we reading verse 37 chapter 37 36 verse 37 verse 37 he says that saith the Lord God I will yet for this be inquired of be inquired means to be asked and how do we ask God prayer. in prayer in prayer we don't fight witchcraft we don't fight, we don't beat witches we don't take whips and whip witches We don't don't go into no talking terms with witches. That I will not talk to you anymore because you are a witch. I saw you in a dream and your face, the way I saw it, I'm not talking to this person anymore. He said, thus saith the Lord God, I will yet for this be inquired of by the house of Israel to do it for them. I will increase them with men like a flock. As the holy flock, as the flock of Jerusalem in her solemn feast, so shall the waste cities be filled with flocks of men, and they shall know that I am the Lord. They shall know that I am the Lord. You don't know that God is God. You don't know that the Lord is Lord because you have not gone down on your knees to pray. But he says, when you inquire of him, when you ask him, when you go in prayers to ask, and you will see that there is power, when you adjust yourself to this prayer thing that you don't like, to this, you know, the adapter that I needed, it was an ugly adapter. It's nothing like what we have here. It has some square shape and something round somewhere. You have to plug it before. And then at the end, at the mouth of it, are several different holes that my thing, my power that I pay so much money for, without that adapter, it was useless in my hand. Without that adapter, my phone power was going down. Many Christians, your power is going down because you cannot pray. You cannot adjust yourself. You cannot adjust your sleep to wake up a few hours earlier to go on your knees to pray. And so your power to overcome demons, to overcome witchcraft activities, it is going down because you cannot pray. You cannot pray. But if you can adjust yourself, if you can adjust your sleep, if you can adjust, just go to sleep a few hours earlier, if you can adjust your TV watching, just adjust your program, TV program, and say, I will adjust and sacrifice with this program. I will not watch this until 11 p.m., but I will stop at 8 p.m. so that I can go to sleep. Adjust your life a little bit to tap into this power. He says, you will see when they do that. He says, and they shall know. You will know that I am God. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know what I can do for you. You don't know how I can transform your life. But when you adjust yourself and begin to pray, you will know. You will know that I am God. I am the Lord. You will know. You will know that I am the Lord. Now you can see. You can see. You don't see the power in Christianity. You don't see the power of what you are involved in. You cannot tap into that power. You don't know that you can lay your hands on someone and pray. You know, recently a brother was sharing with me. He was going for some interview for some school, very difficult schools, very, very difficult schools to get admission into. And he came to me and he says, I'm going for two interviews in two different places, and I want you to pray for me. And then we prayed. And in my prayer, I said to him, when you get to the interview, angels will speak for you. Angels will supply the answers for you. In my prayer, he says, I am yet of this to be inquired of angels will supply the answers. He says, when we come before judges, we should not worry. We should not think of what to say. I said, angels will speak for you. The Lord will touch their hearts. The people who will listen to you, he will touch their hearts like this. And they will all be for you. And then I said, at the end, I said, you know, in the end, these program that you have applied, you have to choose between where where to go, where would I go. This difficult program, I said, you will have to choose which one should I go, which one should I go. That's exactly what has happened to this brother, exactly. He said, when I was there, wait, 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 he says, when I was there, the people, when they were asking me the questions. I, myself, I was surprised with the answers. And the people said, you must be fake. You are not real human being. You are not real because the answers that are coming from you, we don't know why you are answering the questions like that. I said, angels can speak for you. <laughs> angels. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? This, I'm here to be inquired of, inquired and quiet off by the house of Israel to do it for them. They don't ask me. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for people to go on their knees to ask me. And then they will know if they will only go in prayers to seek me, then they will know. They will know that I am the Lord. They will know. They will know. That my words are true. They will know that when I speak, I confirm them. They will know that when my messengers speak, I confirm them. Hallelujah. Beloved, let's develop the prayer life. Let's revive our prayer life. There is so much power in prayer. Let's revive our prayer life and test God and see that he is the Lord. That he is the Lord. Hallelujah. That is the Lord. Amen. Amen. The last scripture, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. It says, Don't worry. Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. We worry about so many things. There are so many things that are true. You have so many needs. There are so many things on your mind. There are so many things that wake you up in the middle of the night and you cannot sleep. And the nights when you cannot sleep, the Bible says, don't worry about those things. Instead, instead of worrying about them and you are not able to sleep. Instead of worrying about them and you are crying and you have a need that cannot be met. He said, instead, pray. 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 Pray about everything. Pray about your need for a job. Pray about your need for a husband. Pray about your need for promotion. Pray about your need for financial aid. Instead of worrying about those things, he says, don't worry. Don't worry about anything. Don't go sleepless nights about anything. About anything. He says, I know the plans. I know the plans that I have towards you. I know the plans. Instead of worrying. Instead of worrying. He says, pray, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Tell him what you need. And have confidence and thank him for all he has done. And assume that once you have asked him, he has done it. Amen. <clears throat> because he knows the only thing that is waiting, that is lacking, what is waiting, is your prayer to ask him in prayer. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet. Let us bring the service to an end. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Let's take a moment to pray in whatever means, whatever way you can speak to the Lord. There is no formula. Just pray. Just pray. He hears. He wants you to just ask. In your own way. Anything. Anything. He says, ask. Ask. Everything that you need. Anything that you need. Ask. Ask. Ask Ask him. Ask him ask him, ask him, if only my people who are called by my name, if they will ask, if only they will ask, if only they will ask, if only they will inquire of me, if only they will ask, for I know, I know the plans. I know. I know the plans. For each one of you, he says he knows. He knows the plans. He knows the plans. Oh, I see your life being transformed because of your revival of your prayer life. I see your life being changed. Power coming into you because of a revival of your prayer life. Speak in tongues. Pray to him. Say anything. Pray in the way that you know. In the name of Jesus. The all-powerful God, the all-knowing God. He cannot do much except to pray. Except to pray. Except to pray. In In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. We are thankful, Lord. That you have revived our prayer life. We are thankful, Lord that you have stirred in us a prayerful life you have stirred in us the spirit of prayer you have stirred in us that power source that power source that adjustment the adapter of tapping into your power the adapter of tapping into your power source you have stayed in us Amen. father our lives are changed Amen. our lives are transformed Amen. power is coming to us Amen. promotion is coming Amen. into our lives in the name of jesus Amen. needs are being met Amen. in the name of jesus in the realm of the spirit we are becoming victorious Amen. we are conquering demons we are conquering witchcraft in the name of jesus Amen. father we declare we are victorious we declare we are victorious father make us victorious people in the name of jesus these are conquerors we are more than conquerors we are overcomers we are victors in the name of jesus these are successful people these are prosperous people in the name of jesus father we declare we are happy people depression is gone because we have come to you in prayer depression is gone heaviness is gone tearfulness at night is gone in the name of jesus father we glorify your name we give you praise we honor you we know we have not received because we have not asked you say ask and you shall receive This afternoon, we ask for healing for your children. Receive healing. Receive healing. Receive restoration. Receive strength in the name of Jesus. Receive strength wherever you are weak. Let there be strength. Let there be healing. Healing in His wings. Healing in His wings is coming to you. Receive healing. Receive restoration in the name of Jesus. You are set free from every entanglement. You are set free from every oppression in the name of Jesus I say you are set free from every entanglement you are set free from every oppression in the name of Jesus let the power of God move and declare you victorious in the name of Jesus witchcraft activities are being overcome our children are covered our children are secure in the spirit realm we overcome the spirit of homosexuality we overcome the spirit walk in the flesh we are victorious people in the spirit realm we are conquerors we are overcomers we are victors, we are successful we are prosperous in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus we thank you Lord for healing for restoration in Jesus name Amen now with all eyes closed and every head bowed You are here this afternoon. You are not born again. You have not received Jesus as your Lord and your Master and your Savior. And you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to come to Jesus. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. I want to tap into the power of Christ. I want to receive Christ into my life. If that is your prayer, wherever you are, You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus Christ, the all-knowing God. I want to receive him as my Savior. If that is you, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Master, as your Savior. Lift up your right hand, wherever you are, just wherever you are, and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord savior is there anyone here like that lift up your hand and I'll pray with you anyone here like that is there anyone you want to pray you want to say Lord Jesus come into my life Lord Jesus take over I give my life to you is there anyone like that lift up your hands and I'll pray with you you can feel something in you something is talking to you right now something is talking to you right now you can hear a still small voice he says today is your chance give your life to Jesus give your life to Jesus that is you it's you I'm talking to it's you lift up your hand and I'll pray with you don't leave this place without receiving Christ lift up your hand and I'll pray with you there is someone here you feel God is talking to you right now you feel that God is saying give your life to Jesus give your life to Jesus this afternoon it is you lift up your hand and I'll pray with you is there anyone here like that Are you the one I'm talking to? Lift up your hand. You are the one. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. It is between you and your Lord. Lift up your hand. Don't go. Don't go. Don't leave. Don't leave without receiving Christ. Don't leave. Don't leave. I am waiting for you. Don't leave without receiving Christ. Here is your chance. This is your chance. This is your chance. This is your chance. I feel in my spirit. This is your chance. Is there anyone here like that? Father, look upon our lives, touch our hearts, touch our hearts. Lord, set us free from every oppression. Set us free from the God of this world who has blinded the eyes of them that believe not. Lord, set us free in the name of Jesus. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message we invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Dual of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Reverend Brian Kuma please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.